This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we're talking with Thomas Marriott about search engine optimization and some common SEO misconceptions. Tom, very welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. You're very, very welcome. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Well, um, I'll tell you the day job. I have a day job and a night job. I'm very much like Batman. Um, <laughs> so my day job is I'm a digital marketing director at a digital agency over in uh, Wigan. And, um, you know, we are, I, I don't like calling it a bog standard digital agency because that makes us sound terrible. But what I mean by that is, you know, we do website builds, we do e-com builds, we do the digital marketing for clients as well. You know, we've been around for about 20 years. Um, you know, it's, it's quite a long standing company. Um, and I'm, I'm super proud of it. You know, me personally, I've been from agency to agency, um, you know, in different digital marketing kinds of roles. And over the years, what I've noticed is, um, you know, and I'm sure you're the same, you have conversations with clients, you know, new clients come on board and they all have the same stories, which is they've been burnt by digital agencies before and they've had this done to them or someone stole their website or someone still got their domain and won't release it and all this kind of stuff. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot, there's, there is a CD underworld of digital agencies out there. And I'm sure some of the stories are slightly fluffed up and, you know, they, they go along that kind of route, but um, on the whole, there are definitely there is a seedy underworld of digital agencies out there. So that brings me on to my night job, which is I am digital marketing punk, um, and the whole point of that is that being an active resistance against that kind of seedy underworld of digital agencies, where Lovely. all I want to do is I I want to see clients do well, whether they are you know a small business to a medium business, you know as a, as an agency we work with the very very small businesses to we have some FTSE 100 clients and you know we work with that wide range but for me personally my passion is in that small side of the business because I, I quite like getting involved from that side of things and um, watching that grow I think it's the growing element that really excites me the most and what I hate is hearing these stories of people being burnt and um, by digital agencies that have just done the wrong thing, that have just tried to take the money and done as little as possible. Because in this industry, you know, we can baffle people with technical jargon and we can baffle people with sales bullcrap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I really, really hate it. It really boils my blood um, when I hear these stories. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to tell people how it is. You know, it's not all hunky-dory. It's not all cream, crisp and, you know, metallic modern things, you know, all that kind of stuff that I kind of visualize it in. It's, it's very, very different than that. And you can be a little bit shit and it can be also fucking amazing. And I just wanted to be straight talking about that fact and really give, you know, clients and customers and business owners and entrepreneurs and all those kind of people you know the real look at it and not this sort of fog that surrounds us where it's all this sort of technical bullshit and, and sales crap that people say so that's where digital marketing punk came from and out of that I developed a podcast and I have my blog and I go around speaking at events and stuff like that just trying to generally annoy as many crappy digital agencies <laughs> as there are. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That. That, that's, that's an amazing mission statement. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's got me in trouble in the past and I'm sure it'll continue to get me in trouble. Um, but fuck it. <laughs> For all the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I suppose what the, the SEO landscape, speaking of uh, an area where there's a lot of bullshit, um, the SEO landscape Absolutely. has... <laughs> has Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. And you know what? It is the worst. SEO is the absolute worst because the problem is, is the whole premise of SEO is this shrouded mystery of it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. In Indiana Jones, where we don't see it till right to the very end. And the Ark of the Covenant in SEO world is the Google algorithm. And no one knows a fucking clue about what is going on with the Google algorithm. So that means that everyone around it, everyone in SEO world can just make shit up, okay? Because there's no evidence, there's no actual concrete stuff to say, hey, this is actual fact. Um, you know, we do the studies and the stuff that we know, there's stuff we pretty much know, this shit's been around for a long time now, but the fact is Google doesn't come out and say, hey, we want you to do this. Um, so people can just make shit up and, uh, and probably Sometimes, that number one slot. <laughs> yeah, you could. We will get you number Guaranteed. one. Guaranteed. number one slot. I have so many stories. You know, the one, the one thing that um, I, I used to work at an agency, and I won't name the agency because it is still going, um, but the one thing that absolutely drove me over the edge of actually starting Digital Marketing Punk was a, um, a scheme that was devised up by a digital agency that I work for where they basically said, what we're going to do is we're going to ask clients for about, I think in my head, I think I've made it 10 grand, but that sounds crazy now. So I think it was like a thousand pounds. Okay. So they've said, we're going to do a thousand pound guarantee. So the client's going to give us a thousand pounds and then we're going to guarantee them a number one spot. Okay. That was the idea. And we're going to guarantee them that number one spot within a year. It might have been six months, but it was definitely something like a year. And all they do is they take a grand from a client and then they would just find any fucking long tail long key tail phrase key that they could and say, hey, you're number one spot for jellyfish in petroleum, you know, whatever. And you're number one spot. So we're going to keep your thousand pounds now and we're not going to give it back to you. And that was it. And that was when I went, oh fucking God. hell, there is some shit out there. <laughs> So yeah. So anyway, the point yeah. was, you know, SEO, the SEO world is shrouded in this weird kind of weird ass mystery. And um, it is the worst for this, this, these misconceptions that can happen. Yeah, no, it is a hundred percent. And I mean, you go way back and it was all about people buying links yeah. and buying as much links as possible to the website and then keyword stuffing and stuffing the keywords out to the page. Yeah. And you know what? Many, 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 many years ago, that did work for a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. But, there, but, but there, I mean, if I go to my LinkedIn inbox there are still every single day people guaranteeing me number one spots with, yeah. uh, with doing why aren't you taking us. them man <laughs> <laughs> i know i should outsource all my work to these people because these are <laughs> fucking amazing um no and it's true and you know the, the number uh, of people that say I'm, I'm i build links in this way and i'm going do you realize who you're talking to when you send these spam messages to me on linkedin do you actually look at my profile and go hey he might actually know what he's talking about so i'm not going to say that i create all of these links from these farms and there's thousands of them and they'll get you number one spot and you know they're from amazon and they're from facebook and they're from google themselves will link back to you you fuck off you do just have a little bit of common sense when you're doing these things but you know all of that and all of the advice that goes around it you know it's not just the spam messages that get sent around there's advice that gets sent around from from agencies and experts and fucking gurus and shit like that that say that say this thing and the other and i'm not saying all of it but some of it certainly 
actually no, I'm going to take that back. A large proportion of it is absolute bullcrap because usually, and I, I wrote a blog post about this where I talked about SEO sound bites. Okay, sound bite SEO advice, uh, and that's I think that's one of the most damaging things that you can you can provide a lot of advice when it comes to SEO. You can say this, but usually it's in the form of a sound bite. So it's like hey, get all your meta descriptions sorted and you're ranked number one. And I'm sitting back and going, well, I know that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, meta descriptions help. They help with click-through and they help with this and they help with that, but they don't want to fucking help you with number one number one rank. You need to provide some context to, to your advice. You need to not just say one sentence and expect... But of course, it gets people excited. You know, I work with a lot of, um, a lot of bloggers and they'll say you know, they pick up this kind of thing because they're not going to go to courses and they're not going to do this and do that uh, in terms of trying to learn this stuff, um, which can be quite expensive. So they really grab onto this SEO advice and they also, they've all got their communities. They've all got their pods of communities. So this bullshit kind of just swirls around this ecosystem and community of uh, community of people where they go, well, Karen said that if I do my meta descriptions, then I'm going to be number one spot for, you know, this yeah. product and it's just not going to happen and the thing about it as well is that it's so dangerous like i i know of a legal firm i won't mention who but they a few year, years back they bought backlinks and ended up with a ton of backlinks from porn sites and mm -hmm. that is not ideal for your legal firm <laughs> and it's... especially now like all of those backlinks are just like null and void like mm. you know I mean, what I will say, law firms, you know, they don't have any sense of humor either, which really doesn't help in that situation when you're talking to them saying, hey, we've just backlinked your site with porn. I mean, sometimes you do it for, no, <laughs> just to make an interesting client meeting, you know. No, but you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a very, very dangerous thing to do. I think the thing as well, too, to try and make SEO sexy while in fact it's the most boring thing in the world if you're going out you need to produce really helpful content good content that's actually going to help people that people are going to want to engage with and share that's not as sexy as do this change to your website and it's good so you're going to go to number one it, <laughs> you're right because there are there are a lot of sexy marketing tools now okay you know we now live in this modern world where video marketing is really really hot content you know content marketing in general is kind of hot and sexy in terms of we can create really good um content now in the form of instagram stories and instagram posts and snapchat and, and tiktok now which is now you know absolutely exploding because everyone's stuck in their houses um just dancing to shit um but you know <laughs> that that content marketing is really sexy and SEO is really not fucking sexy but at the end of the day SEO is still and will be for a long time to come until someone something you know and it's not going to be another search engine but something knocks Google off its pedestal um it will still be so powerful in terms of inbound marketing channel and route and that's going to happen for a long time to come and it takes you know the problem I think with SEO is a lot of the um, misconceptions come from, again, like I said, this advice and what people are not doing is explaining the kind of backstory. You know, you need to have a certain level of understanding on what 
the hell Google is, how it operates, how it works. You know, if you were to do a family fortunes kind of a survey out on the street and you asked a hundred people, how do Google rank all of the websites in the world? I will bet you the answers would be absolutely terrifying um, because they'll probably say, well, there's some guy in the background sort of every time you type, type a search query in, they're probably just quickly grabbing all the websites and shoving them onto it. <laughs> a little nerd in the basement somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I bet that's that's the case and, and having that understanding that actually we'll know it's an algorithm and it works on these basis and we don't know everything about it but what we do know is they're providing what google essentially want to do is provide the best value to the to their users regarding the search queries that they type in um you know then things like backlinks from porn sites or backlinks from from uh, from link farms and stuff like that will start to click in people's heads and they'll go well if Google just want to provide the best value to their users, then maybe this isn't the way to go, or maybe creating 20,000 different variations of pages for the 20,000 variations of this one keyword, because I want to try and rank for every single variation, isn't the way to go. And maybe creating one really stellar, awesome piece of content for this particular keyword or this particular phrase um, is actually the way to go, because that's going to provide more value to my users. And I think the mindset of just separating Separating Google from user is really, really important as well, because I think some people just really want, I think there's some um, inbuilt kind of um, uh, want and desire in us to confuse computers and to be able to get one up on a computer. So if people can say, well, you know, you can trick Google into ranking you number one if you do this little trick or into doing this this little tweak on your website or, hey, put this plugin on your WordPress site and it will, it will help you. You know, we like that because we think that we're getting one up on the system and we're tricking Google a little bit. So maybe they like that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably uh, it's a very um, uh, primal element, I suppose. Just trying to to basically win over the system, kind of almost. Hey, we all did it. We all tried to find Easter eggs in video games yeah. when we were kids <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, I get it. Yeah, sure. But um, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Uh, yeah, no, it's just it's interesting that you say there as well about the 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 difference between the users and Google. I mean, like that's 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 one of those things people just need to keep in their head all the time is that you're 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 not writing for Google, you are writing for the user because that is what Google is providing the user with. You know, that is what Yeah that in context. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, um, there is a, a lot of people smarter than SEO than I am. Um, however, uh, one of those people is Rick Rodriguez, who is um, an absolutely stellar um, SEO. I don't call people experts traditionally, but he is an expert in the SEO field. Uh, he works at um, Yext and um, he's amazing. And the one thing, you know, this one thing that's going around at the moment, and he describes it really, really well is, you know, we need to stop thinking of this as a search engine. You know, it's not search engine optimization anymore. It's it's an answers engine. And that's what we're providing. And, and users are the people that need answers. Um, so if you're writing your content, if you're building your website out or creating a sitemap for your website and you're thinking about how you can answer the key questions of your customers, of your users, um, 
And that's the way that you need to think about it rather than thinking, well, you know, I need to rank for this keyword and I need to, cause this has got all this volume behind it. And I, if I create this page, then I'm going to do that. And I suppose we need to stop thinking that even don't even think of it of I'm going to do this for Google 50%. I'm going to do this for my users 50%. Let's start thinking about this because I'm going to do this for my users 75% and this for Google 25%. Let's have that 25% of our brain thinking about Google rather than the 50% of our brain thinking about Google when we're building our websites or when we're creating our content. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it, I think, yeah. Because, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you do come along and you know, we see ourselves with clients and again, they've seen all the, the information that's out there with regards SEO and they'll have a local area and they'll want to create a page for every local area yeah. with the exact same duplicate content mm -hmm. across everything, but just change the name of the area. So they'll try and rank for you. Like, no, no, that's that, that, not good. It's <laughs> terrible, isn't it? Cause it's been around, it's been around for so long. And, and as we've seen so many sites that don't, and do you know what, like you alluded to before, Mark, you know, it, it did used to work in the past. And, and so I think another element of this is making um, customers and clients understand and that, things do change you know and this this whole process this algorithm this arc of the covenant does change a little bit and, and and adapt a little bit because users change and our behaviors change um so it's keeping them up to date with that and i think sometimes if people learn something 10 years ago it's learnt, you know, it's like what they learnt at school. The curriculum hasn't really changed in 20 years. So why should the SEO curriculum change <laughs> in 20 years either? Um, and so I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they just think, well, I've learned this 20 years ago, therefore it still must be fact, it still must be true. And they're not updating their learning with the way that things move forward. Yeah, for sure. And I, that actually makes me laugh a little bit because when I, I finished my master's last year and the SEO module, the lecturer at the start actually said, by the time you're finished this module, it's probably going to be like null and void, but let's get cracking anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's crazy because I, 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 I do always think this because I obviously you have to employ people now. Um, and I've, I'm a, I'm to, I hire a lot of um, apprentices and I hire a lot of sort of um uh, experienced people as well and when I hire apprentices I have to sort of depress them in, because I think when they when they're an apprentice they just want to learn something and then be good at it and then it's an easy life from there for but I have to sort of depress them by saying you know you're going to be learning this for like ever don't you you know you're not going to stop doing this I'm not going to stop making you go and watch this webinar or read this blog article or go to this conference or uh, whatever you know it's always going to be there I'm really sorry about it but um, I suppose it's just a mental attitude but you know I'm I'm very fortunate that I get to employ people that just love to learn and uh, and take that uh, take all that on board. But yeah, it doesn't stop. It'll never stop. And um, hey, you know, it'd be fucking boring otherwise, wouldn't it? It's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the fun. Yeah, and that's a tough question now. If you're hiring a digital marketing executive at some stage, do you like to learn? Yeah, exactly. Do you like do you like to learn? Do you like to spend at least two hours of your day just going through the endless blog articles that come through? You know, I have to have. I have to sort of have, um, obviously you onboard staff now and part of my onboarding is sort of saying, now you need to set up a Feedly account because that's where I have my source of knowledge. My Feedly account just pulls all of my, you know, search engine journal stuff and all that kind of, you know, all those blogs, Moz blogs all go in there just have that and just for two hours a day, just go through and read it and keep the rest of it. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't do it for a week, 
you're almost out of step, you know, and I used to, um, it's another thing about the algorithm updates as well. You know, we used to have major massive algorithm updates, Penguin and Panda and Pigeon and all that kind of stuff, but that doesn't happen anymore, probably because they ran out of words beginning with P, but it doesn't happen anymore because they're so frequent and they're so constant. And to, let's be honest, algorithm updates aren't events anymore. They constantly happen. They happen every day. They're just sort of subsetted into this subset of, um, you know, this type of query or within this, this particular vertical. It's always constantly fluxing and changing, and we just have to keep abreast of that. Mm. I think that's, that's probably some good good advice for people as well who are, if if they're not working with an agency or anything like that, but they're running their own website and they they want to try and keep up to date and stuff. Rather than, you know, finding the the latest guru or whatever, go to those trust more trusted sources and set up a Feedly account and have your information flow into you that way. I think that's a really nice way of actually getting good information in the industry. Yeah, no, it is, and that's I, I did a blog article on my blog. Um, obviously we we all went into lockdown and is an opportunity for everybody to sort of um learn something and learn a new skill and so i decided well i'll do lockdown learning but in terms so i thought well i'll do lockdown learning um where you can learn about seo and then i thought well shit there's so much seo shit out there and that is seo information out there and not all of it is sort of qualified so i thought well i'll go out and i'll source all of these you know um individual resources you know moz has made their resources free and their training free which is generally quite good advice if it is only at a beginner level and um all that kind of stuff and just pull it into one place because i think the difficulty with learning seo at the moment is trying you know we all as sort of experienced people in this field now have almost got a bullshit filter built into our brains where we're going well that could be right or that could be bullshit and sometimes we have to go and check it and uh, you know and um, implement it on a site maybe and see if it has any impact uh, but most of the time we kind of know when we go no no, that's not right. That's, that's, fake that SEO news. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> fake SEO news. I have to really sometimes, because I do worry. I do worry sometimes because I try and sort of call people out as much as I can when I, I see this kind of stuff. And um, I have to do worry that I'm going down this Trump route of just saying fake news to everything. <laughs> saying no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so Tom, if there's there's someone out there will say that uh, who they they're not hiring an agency, they've they've got their own web, website, maybe they're a small business, and maybe down the line, hopefully they could they could look at, at hiring an agency. But if they were to to be starting off their own kind of SEO journey, let's say, uh, what kind of advice would you would you give to them? I think if you're not going to have an expert, um, an expert, um, you know, with you. Um, First of all, what I will say is the SEO community as a whole is a very open community nowadays. Okay, it didn't used to be. We used to all have our little Ark of the Covenant chests where we'd say, hey, this is our little trick for making sure websites rank. And we used to put it in a sealed safe somewhere and never let it out. Uh, and we used to tell clients in that magical box is the secret formula. Um, but we don't do that anymore. Actually, we're quite an open community now. So if you do know someone and you, or if you follow someone on Twitter and you just want the odd piece of occasional advice, then do reach out to them because we're quite open and you know, we're all 
stuck inside in front of our laptops and we don't have that many friends. So, you know, reach out and just talk to us and chat to us. And I'm sure that we'll, we'll help you out in a small little way. However, we are the nerds in the basement. <laughs> yeah, we are the nerds in the basement. We're okay with that. You know, one day we will rise up and revolt. Um, <laughs> But the, you know, if you don't have that, then do check out your competitors because actually your competitors are the biggest sort of fountain of knowledge that you can have on how to rank. So if you if you have people in those sort of ideological key phrases that are ranking quite well, check out what, what are their websites doing? And it becomes less technical nowadays because actually what we're talking about is what users want. So look at their website with the viewpoint of, okay, what are they doing for their users? What content are they providing for their users? What questions are they answering that their customers are probably asking for and stuff like that. So, you know, if you just want a general broader idea of how to do these kind of things then just look at what your competitors are actually doing because that is usually i mean we do it as experts and professionals when we're bringing on a client the first thing we do is competitor analysis um after we do sort of keyword research and all that kind of stuff we do a competitor analysis we want to see what the others in that vertical are doing so there's no reason why you can't do that as well the only thing you might not be able to do is that sort of technical seo breakdown which can take you know sometimes will take a trained eye. And I hate saying that because with a, being a punk guy myself, I kind of like the DIY attitude of doing, you know, doing everything yourself and um, having the ability to do that. And, but when it, I hate saying it, but when it comes to the technical side of things, you kind of do need that handholding, whether it's an agency, whether it's a freelancer, you need that expert to be able to guide you along the path because one technical problem or issue that you, you know, one canonical tag that's pointing in the wrong, wrong direction can really, really damage you and hurt you for a long time to come with long-term implications as well. So, you know, you do have to be wary of that, but when it comes to content people are writing, content they've written on their static pages, all that kind of stuff. Just check out what your competitors are doing and have a look. Don't steal their ideas, but perhaps borrow them and, 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 and sort innovate. Of innovate them. Yeah. That's a very nice, yes. Be inspired by them. Yeah. And take, be enlightened by them. Steal them. <laughs> Damn, that was, that was fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been really fun as well. So thank you very much. Brilliant. Ho hopefully the, the lockdown ends soon and we can maybe sit in front of our laptops somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Although I'm kind of like it. I like this idea that Jen brought forward of this basement community of digital marketers and SEOs. One day we're just going to take over the internet. Yes, you can lead it. I, Jen, I want you to be our leader. Let's lead the revolt. <laughs> Brilliant. Tom, thank you so much. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you, I hope you all stay safe. I hope you all stay well and um, yeah, keep in touch. Take care. Bye, Bye, -bye. now. Mm -hmm. Hey everyone, Mark from Click here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't subscribed already, I'd love for you to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Type in the Digital Marketing Scoop and subscribe. That way you'll get notified anytime we put up a new episode. Thanks again for listening.